welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by HF Plastering, with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend. We're back together, we're reunited, and it feels so good. It's just the two of us, you and I, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. You can tell that we are slightly refreshed, having been on our own <laughs> summer holidays. This is episode number 191, fast approaching the 200, and as you said in... Episode was it one eight eight or one eight nine? We're gonna have to do something special for the two hundred because yeah. we didn't do a one fifty. So no pressure on us there. So uh, we're back. We've got a roundup with all the news and views from around the club. Probably not the longest podcast this one because not a lot happened during the week, um, and we've just got what, the one game this week. So I think let's just crack on. Yeah. So as I mentioned, we are sponsored by AJF Plastering. So they are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company. They cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work specialising in silicone colour render systems and the best part as we mentioned every week is that they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff that's 15% off quite a big discount that massive that's massive yeah that really is so if you'd like more information on that and for the best plastering and rendering prices around you can email ajfplastering at outlook.com if you want to give them an email or on social media, you can visit AJ Plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads LOFC on Twitter. So you can get hold of them on email, Facebook or Twitter. 15% off for all those fans. What are you waiting for? Go oh, on, and yeah. get involved. That's ADZ for Big Ads. Um, so Supporters Club, we've got just the one trip to tell you about this week as the Supporters Club will be running coaches to Exeter on Saturday the 14th of September. That is a long journey. Shlap. It's an early 8.30 departure uh, for this one uh, because kickoffs at 3 o'clock. It's going to cost you just £34 of, of your hard-earned cash. Uh, that's the adult <laughs> fee. If you're a concession, it's just £31. And as always, if uh, you're not a member, it's going to cost you another three quid. Under 15s can travel for half price but must be with an adult. And remember that these prices are bargain prices, but they do not include your match day ticket. Um, you can go to the supporters club on a match day uh, and uh, register with them there, or you can call the travel line on 07722135970. So that is the supporters club update. I will take on the trust update this week. So a short one from the trust who is starting women's walking football. So if any women aged 40 or above would like to come along, and try walking football and see what it's all about. There's an opportunity on Tuesday, the 17th September. Uh, that's before the crew home game, which is coming up. Uh, that's going to be at the score centre. Sessions are free. And to find out more, you can visit the Trust website. So that's women's walking football, aged 40 or over. I would love to do walking football. Men's walking football is 50 or over. So we have another 10 years waiting. Otherwise, we would be down there already and to book that you just have to go on the trust website which is pretty straightforward the website address for that is pretty easy to remember it's latentorienttrust.org.org.uk so get involved with that one a thanks to louise and howard for your trust update this week yep so moving on then uh, we are absolutely delighted with our uh, next piece of information uh, we love announcing these um, so please do keep them coming we are delighted to be able to welcome to the world Joshua Albert Ernie Deering. 
So congratulations to Lee and Natasha. Baby Joshua was born at 9.49pm on Thursday the 29th of August, weighing £7.13 ounces. And that is another Young Orient fan to add to the growing community and family that we are. So congrats to you both from, from us here. Uh, best experience of my life so far. Absolutely. He's, you know, he's, my kid's been amazing. My Theo's been absolutely wonderful. And uh, it's a real blessing. So congratulations to you both. And we want more, more news like that from people. If you're having a baby or if you've had one and we haven't mentioned it, uh, get in touch with us at or in Outlook on Twitter. You can DM us. You can email us if, you, uh, if you're not on social media, orientoutlook at outlook.com. Very nicely done. So before we do the week that was, I guess this is the first podcast we've done this season as a twosome. So we've had lots of special guest co-hosts over the last four weeks. So once again, a massive thank you to Matt Turk, to Nigel Travis, to Dave Travis, to Ian Travis, to Chris Kane, to George Sessions, to Harold Gould yeah. and to last week, who I thought was absolutely fantastic, David. The thanks to all for giving up their Sunday nights I over think the last four weeks. Given a, a fantastic dynamic that obviously you don't get with just the two of us because they, you know George is very knowledgeable, Howard is very knowledgeable. Uh, it was obviously great having Davey and and, and, and Nigel here, um, and and you know just the content that you get from from these guys is you know, we're very lucky as a club that you've got such engaging people around to, to be able to bring a different perspective that you're not going to get off the off the club's official channels. They've got their plan that they're going to do, um, but we can be a little bit left field in some cases, bring something a little bit different. So, yeah, genuine from the bottom of our hearts, thank you very much to everybody that's helped us over the last two or three weeks. Yeah, unbelievable. Great work. So the week yeah. was this. So starting with Coulson Bank Holiday Monday, the 26th of August, and it was a happy... 24th birthday to Marvin Ekpateta. So we hope you had a good one, Big Marv. Yeah. I hope you took in some good cakes as well. To Huey Tuesday, the 27th of August, the club announced the next An Evening With event will be on Wednesday, the 16th of October. Ticket price has been reduced for this to £15 as the club now have a sponsor for these events. This evening, we'll see Martin Ling and Steve Foster talk about the transfer market. And we'll also have new signings Josh Wright, Lee Angle, Connor Wilkinson, Louis Dennis and George Marsh answering questions and talking to those in attendance. So yeah, good work there from the club. £5 cheaper than the last one and a meal included. Didn't say one it, course, one did, course meal. Didn't say if it was lasagna or Hashtag not. Hashtag lasagna gate. I probably think it's not, so I hope that goes well. Nuggets and chips. For the club. <laughs> and in the evening on Tuesday, the under-18s were in action against Barnet in the Youth Alliance Cup, and they won the game 5-2, thanks to goals from Jeremy Sivy, from Brendan Shabani, Jordan Adiemi, and a double... And Anthony Papadopoulos. <laughs> I was going to go for it, but you beat me to it. So well done. I saved you. To the young O's who go on to the next round of the Youth Alliance Cup that will keep a very close eye on going forward. 100%. Quiet day uh, at the club on Wednesday the 28th of August, but my uh, my good friend, my South Stand chum and my co-host flew back from yeah. his holiday in Mallorca. Very successful week away with the family. Nicely done. Very nicely yeah, done. Good. I saw a kid in orange shorts uh, flying from Mallorca. On Wednesday, so if that was you, let us know. Didn't get to speak to you, but I only saw one Orient top. Well, one Orient that wasn't yours, but it wasn't mine. Right out there. So yeah, awesome. Always good to Spreading see. Spreading the Spanish love. Absolutely. Yeah. Thursday, the 29th of August, another quiet day at the club. But in the evening, XO's manager Russell Slade was named as the new Hereford manager. So he's got no hair. We don't care. 
and good luck to you, Russ. I, you know, I wish Russell the best. Some yeah. of the stuff that I was seeing, just going to say on social media harsh. about Russ being a failure, I could not believe. I mean, everyone's got their own rights to an opinion, but some people's take on Russell Slade's reign at the club is bonkers. <laughs> Nothing short of scandalous in some cases. You know, managers at lower leagues are managers at lower leagues because obviously the Premier League is too much of a jump. You know, I think people forget that Russell went, all right, maybe by design, his own free will, that he went to Charlton, who were run by a guy who's a bit of a maniac. He went to Cardiff, run by a guy who's a little bit eccentric. But they'd just come out of the Premier League and he had to slash the wage bill by 30 million quid. So he had to get rid of a load of players and still be competitive on a much lower budget. Uh, where was it? Coventry. They're hardly uh, a stable club. So he's taken three roles at clubs where he's not been given the time. They want instant reactions. They want an instant bounce back. And with Russell, things take time. You don't get that. Um, but for us, I mean, that 13-14 season, that season when we took Arsenal um, to a replay at, at, at the Emirates with that John Zahue goal, was that 2011 or something like that? I mean, they are probably the most apart from last season, like the happiest season that I've, I can remember, yeah. other than 2005-06. So I completely agree with you. I think that it's really harsh and um, I think a lot of people were a little bit short-sighted that he's not, he wasn't working on a massive budget. He had a team of freebies, basically, that he put together and ended up getting the best out of them, probably punching well above our weight. Yeah. And we're only beaten by Brentford who were on a massive budget and Wolves who were on a massive budget. Other than that, we played some of the best football I've ever seen. Yeah, would agree. A shameless plug coming up here. So we did interview Russell Slade about three or four years ago. So if you're a new listener or have listened since episode 50 and haven't gone back in time, you can listen to our interview with Russell Slade on all your favourite platforms. And why not do another shameless plug? If you like the Russell Slade interview, we've got lots more of that, where that came from. Lisby, Cox, Vincelo, Moses, most of that team, Baldry at some point or other, have been with us at our Outlook podcast hour. So go back in time and get yourself reacquainted with those interviews. Leading on to a player who we never managed to go on Outlook podcast hour was one of my biggest regrets so far. Mooney, Friday the 30th of August. Monday, maybe, we'll end up getting It's not going to happen. Paul doesn't let it go. It's not going to happen. He's moved to Ireland. We will will follow him. It's not going to happen. We will follow him here, there and everywhere. So another quiet day. He doesn't love us anymore. At the club with no news to report but there was an announcement from the JE Free Foundation. So keep your diaries clear for this one. It's Justin's 50th birthday charity gala and it will take place on Saturday the 14th of December so just before Crimbo at the Willows in Hainal. So a nice local do there for Justin. Beautiful venue. Great venue. Ticket details will follow in due course. So keep your eye on the Justin uh, Edinburgh Foundation's Twitter um, account or their Instagram account. They're active on both quite a lot or Charlie's uh, accounts for more details on them as and when they are confirmed. So his birthday, I think, is actually the 18th. So this is obviously uh, the closest Saturday to that that they're going to do. Plus, we're also at home to Bradford that day. So no doubt there'll be a few players in attendance there as well. Saturday the 31st of August then, as we move on now, the youth team result, the under-18s were in action against Barnet for the second time in a week. This time the league... Um, the second time in the league and we beat them 2-0 so well done uh, to the young O's yeah, doing themselves very proud twice, twice a week, week. So always well happy to do that absolutely so timing for the main event as we went away to Salford and always we ran a Twitter poll before the match to find out how you thought the O's would get on 
and after 179 votes in 24 hours, here's how you voted. So 27% of you thought Orient would lose, 33% of you thought it would be a draw, and 40% thought Orient would win. That is a lot more of an even split than what we normally it's see. Close, it's closer than I've ever seen. Yeah, so thanks for all of your votes. Keep them coming. We do tend to run those on the Thursday before a Saturday game. Yeah, absolutely. So the team was announced at 2 o'clock, as it usually is. Lined up as follows. Dean Brewer in goal. Ling, Ekpeteta, Coulson, Happy. Brophy, Clay, Wright, Dennis, Angle and Wilkinson were up top with substitutes of Sergeant, Judd, Marsh, Gorman, JMD, Harold and Alabi. So Joe Willison missed out this one. He had a rib injury as Dan Happy came back into the starting eleven as left back in place of JMD who was named on the bench. So for me for this one, I looked at the team. I thought that's a pretty strong team actually. Quite fancied us to get a result. Yeah. And again, having seven subs... I don't know if it was just because we were in the National League for two years. To me, having seven subs makes such a big difference. Massive. And it gives us so many more options. So you look at that, you go right off the bench, you can bring in Harold if you want someone to hold the ball up, Alibi if you want someone who's going to smash the, the strength. Forward, You've got JMD for your creative flair. Gorman, there's that second midfielder. Marsh, who we yet to see, or Joe, who can cover most positions in that defence. So for me, yeah, I was happy. Amazing, isn't it? Happy that yeah. team. You've got to think about the injuries who Ross will talk about later. Those players who aren't in the squad yet. So your Turleys, your Mackinoughs, Dayton, Dayton still yeah. to come back. Exactly. So just shows you how strong that, that squad is, I think, as a newly promoted club into the league too. And we've got a question on that later on yeah, in, we uh, do. in the podcast. Good shout. For me, good side good good for me, it was good to see Dan Happy. So we've got a left footed defender playing in at left back rather than a left winger playing in at left back. So for me, that's more of a natural, all right, Dan's not a left-back, but he's a left-sided, left-footed defender. So for me, the mentality of his game is already 90% there. So rather than Brophy's, where you know, he's not a defender. So it's a different mindset. So for me, I was happy that that, that hole was fixed with a left-footed defender. So happy with that. And I think the team has got plenty of potential. Yeah. You know, Salford and no mugs on paper. All right, they're a couple of points below us, or were a couple of places below us and a point behind us, you know, they could easily turn us over, we could easily turn them over, but as it turns out, as we'll come on to it, it seems a sort of fairly evenly matched group of teams. Yeah, I think um, to go back to your point about Brophy, it also frees Brophy up to do what he does best, put him on the left wing and let him and run at plays, run and, not yeah. as a left back where, you know, it's not his strongest point, just because he can play on the left doesn't mean he should Correct. play as a left Correct. back. So lots of views on Twitter we picked three out of these ones so these are all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook podcast hours before kickoff. so at Macca Coleman 73 said happy with that pleased happy is back as he's been superb of late I'm hoping Brophy or Dennis have a free role to pick up the ball in space between their defence and midfield absolutely Ron Samson 15 said back to three centre backs an obvious Embleton is going for a draw. Widdersson will be missed. We'll do very well to come out of this with anything. So Ron Sampson not happy there, but it did turn out happy was indeed at left back, not yeah. as a third centre back. And at PM 31970, so I would have started Marsh alongside Clay, pushed right further forward, and put Dennis up front with Angle, hence therefore dropping Wilkinson. So again, lots of options yeah. for Ross going with what he sees as his strongest eleven at this point in time. So the match kicked off with the O's looking to bounce back from last week's defeat to Crawley and register consecutive away wins in the EFL for the first time since November 2016. Wow. Great knowledge. Because uh, you wrote that. Nicked off a stat off on a Sky Bet League 2's Twitter feed. Perfect. But Great. don't tell everyone. Absolutely. So oh. not much to talk about oh. in the first 13 minutes. No chances really. And then Salford took the lead in the 13th minute as a 
bit of a poor goal to concede this one, as I'm Terrible sure we'll come goal. on to yeah. throw in just outside the O's box, poorly defended. Nobody made a challenge, and the ball just went straight through right to basically the middle of the pitch, just outside the area. Uh, Richie Tell came onto it completely unmarked. To be fair to me, he hits a very sweet hard volley on the bounce, flies past Brill into the far corner off the post. Mm. Good finish. And Salford will run up, but... You don't save those, do you? No, but really poor defending. And I Brophy think Ross, was the man who, let, who lost him. Oh, really? Hmm. So I think Ross talked about it. Again, it's just those lapses of concentration Tration. that are letting us down. Now that we seem to be scoring goals again more, yeah. we're having to because we're having lapses in defence that we weren't having yes. at this point in our season. But then your argument could be you're playing against much better teams than what you were yeah. this time last season. So you are going to be punished a lot more. But we all know how disappointed everyone's going to be with that goal that we conceded. In the highlights, you can hear the guy shout yes and call for it. In the highlights, if you listen carefully, you can hear the guy shout yes. The guy throws the ball in. He just lets the ball come across him. Everyone can see this, but for those that maybe haven't, he ball comes across him and he just opens up for him. No challenge on him because Brophy was watching the ball and not the man that was coming in behind him. And he's standing there and he's turning around and watching the guy kick it in. And then he's got and then he's having a go at whoever was around him to just rant at. So. Um, for me, you're right, we need to be much more sharp and much more alert. You need to be alert for 90 minutes. It's just those little moments where you flick off. And the but ball that was happened obviously... last week at Crawley. Ollie Palmer ghosted between two of our defenders. Why, why can he do, how can he do that? He's not exactly a midget. It's just picking up on those little points, I think. And hopefully when we get back to the training ground, it's just keeping up that intensity. I think, I think Dave Victor, I think it was Dave Victor, who made a point about Frank Clark. And there's always tempo, 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 Correct. tempo, tempo. Always. Keep yeah. up that tempo, but it happens in football. It's always going to happen. It's about learning and making sure that doesn't happen again next week. We're not here sitting here next Talking Sunday about the same thinking problems. about another throw yeah. that comes out. So two minutes later, it was nearly 2-0 with Salford free, a Salford free kick was crossed into the box and Diaz-Suarez... I don't even know if that's even if I've pronounced that right, but it, he doesn't listen, so it doesn't matter. Uh, his header was superbly saved by Dean Brill as he somehow managed to tip the ball onto the crossbar. Great reflex save from Dean. I mean, the header itself is great. He gets it on target from close range. He's got a good pace on the ball, but an outstretched hand from Brill gets it onto the bar and we clear it. But an amazing save there from Brill. And we all know what Dean Brill's capable of. Ball of. And again, another player who's coming for criticism again this season and you're looking at some of these criticisms and going look what games are you watching six games in we all know about the summer we've had we all know about what's happened at the club come on give the guy a break if it wasn't for Dean Brill we probably wouldn't be playing League 2 football considering the amount of times he saved us at points last season to name a few you know that save of Aldershot there was multiple times early on in the season at home at Solihull where Pulled a few Sutton. amazing saves out of the back. Sutton. So, for me, really happy with Brawl. Great save. I completely agree. It's an amazing save. Game-changing, actually, because if yeah, that goes in, we've made our lives so much harder because then you're looking at a 2-0 two-goal cushion, cushion against a really hard team. Um, but I have to say, if that save was made in the Prem, in the Arsenal-Tottenham derby today, for example, the commentators will be going mental about it. Sky will be going mental about it. It's just it just shows you that there is still good quality in the lower leagues that is just not getting the attention it deserves, and it's kept us in the game. Yeah, no good, doubt. Good point. If we were to go to and we're down at that point, I think we would have struggled. I know we've done it against Mansfield, but it would have been very hard to come back. Correct. Against Salford, who probably in better form than Mansfield to to come back from two goals down. 
So, yeah, I agree with you about the game changing save. So, 24th minute, Salford had the ball in the back of the net again. As that player whose name you could barely pronounce, I'm not even going to attempt. He shot from outside the area. It was well saved by Brewer, I thought, although I've read a few reports saying he kind of fumbled it into the path of Rooney, who tapped the ball home, but the flag was up for offside. I didn't see too many appeals against that, so I presume it was correct in the decision. And then for the next 20 minutes or so, not many chances to talk about. In the 42nd minute, Connor Wilkinson turned, had a shot which went just wide. Decent effort. I think the club's Twitter feed said Connor was looking quite lively. I think he had a couple of attempts in the first half. None really worth talking about or on target, but obviously broke his duck away at Mansfield. Mansfield looking yeah. for his you called it goal. right, though. They both scored. You called it in a previous podcast where you said that they'll both score in the same game, and they did. Absolutely. Well done, Mystic Meg. In the 44th <laughs> minute, though, Dean Brill was called into action again as he saved from Tau again, who was looking for his second of the game, and one additional minute is played as the half-time whistle goes with us trailing 1-0. A nice touch from Salford at half-time who paraded a flag with Justin Edinburgh on it with the slogan, football, it's more than just a game, RIP Justin. So well played uh, to Salford. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I know we all like to have a bit of a pop at Salford and obviously it's probably deserved with the money that's been pumped into that club, but I couldn't praise Salford highly enough for what they've done. And they have been very supportive, I think, throughout the whole of the summer. Yeah. We obviously we were lucky enough to go to Justin's Memorial. Yeah. And Graham Alexander was there. Was there, which I thought was nice and Salford was very active. His uh, doing that. I'm yeah, really, on social media sure. they were very active around the time Justin passed. I think in the first game of the season that flag was also in the stands before we even had to travel there. So, you know, well played Salford. Good programme cover yeah. as well. Nice tribute to the Stone Roses in their, uh, that cover. In their program, then okay. if you saw it, it was no. pretty cool. If you're a Stone Roses fan, that's a pretty cool, there you go. pretty cool program to have. So the attendance was announced at three thousand one hundred and fifty-two, with an amazing six hundred and fifty away fans making that journey. I mean, that was an early journey. The sports club coach for that one left at nine. That's a again, that's an all dayer. You're not you're not going yeah. home and seeing the family after that to one. Manchester. Still, though, you, ain't get, you ain't getting back to at least half eight, nine ish, probably. Yeah. So you ain't doing anything that evening with the wife. No, with the that's husband. the day done. Yeah. So well done to the six hundred and fifty fans. So would they be rewarded in the second half? Let's find out. It kicked off with no subs for the O's. Fifty-four minutes on the clock. Then a great chance for Salford as a Lloyd's as a Lloyd free kick is uh, headed over by Rooney from close range. He should have done better there. I think that's the chance where they really should have gone two up. And I think we're quite lucky there that Rooney actually fluffed his lines a bit there. He got ahead of Marv, I think it was, and should have done better. As it was, he headed over. And then the 63rd minute, Coulson went down and then he was replaced by JMD. So this led to, obviously, an enforced change and led to a bit of a, uh, a reshuffle at the back. So Happy moved from left-back to centre-back. Then Brophy moved from left-wing to left-back. And JMD then went into, left mid. into the midfield. Yeah. So, again, just shows you the flexibility of the squad where we can lose a centre-back and, and in your tinkering around to yeah. get the best out of the squad that you have. And you've still got the balance of a right-footed centre-back playing on the yeah. right and a left-footed centre-back playing on Absolutely. the left of centre there. And you've got a left-back, um, a left-footed person at left-back. So I think that makes a huge difference, uh, to be honest. 64 minutes on the clock then, just a minute later, the best chance for the O's so far as a corner is cleared to Louis Dennis who teed up Craig Clay for a shot, but Clay's, um, Clay's shot is spilled by Neil into the oncoming Dennis's path, but he puts the ball over from close range. 
guilt edge chance that one I think to be so, give Dennis his dues he actually times his run perfectly from when Clay shoots so there's not a question of him being offside because he times his run so perfectly the ball's coming out to him there's a bit of pace on the ball if you're going to give Dennis his dues you could say the ball's coming fast it bounces just as he's about to strike it and he's kind of off balance but then if you're going to be harsh to him you say mate you're a professional footballer you're about 8 yards out of goal you should really be able to control it and stick it in the back of the net best chance of the game I've not seen Dennis enough to make a comment on him because I was away, so I missed the Crawley game and I didn't see the Mansfield game or, yeah. or yesterday's game. Yeah, he's at Crawley. I but Crawley, um, Mansfield, I think. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say the boy had too much pace on it that he could, didn't have time to react as well as we would like to. Okay, I think you're being kind and I don't think it's harsh to say that he should have done better. Uh, granted, I can't play football anywhere near the level <laughs> that he can play, but as a professional player... Uh, for me, he wasn't eight yards out. He was about four yards right, out. Okay. And for me, he should be doing much better. Yeah. Um, for me, personally, particularly when you're 1-0 down and particularly when we're like over the hour mark, like we need to be putting these chances away. Um, he tries to side-foot it and gets it wrong. For me, laces bang through. Off-balance or not, toe-poke it if you have to. Use your knee if it's too high to get your foot yeah. cleanly on it just use your knee to bash it in like you would on a snooker table with a wipe you know what I mean it's whatever it takes to get the ball in you haven't got to do a perfect whatever yeah, yeah. there's no trick to it the ball's just got to go in the net how you get it in a bar in your hands is is kind of academic so no one's going to remember the fact that you side footed it or you used your knee or your, your chest or a goal's a goal at the end of the a day. A goal we need is it. a goal. And that's what we needed. So, again, not to be overly critical to Louis, um, but I just feel that in these games, this is the difference between winning and losing. Of course it is, yeah, absolutely. Um, or, or draw or win, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you don't know what would have happened because the game would have restarted with the centre and who knows what would have happened. Yeah, so 68th minute then, we were definitely knocking on the door. Another opportunity this time. Sam Ling put a cross in, angle, headed it across goal. I don't know if it was going in, it was definitely going around the area. But Pierre Gianni got a clearance on it from just outside the line. Difficult to tell on the angle I saw it off on TV, but we were definitely at this point looking the better team. You got the feeling that an equaliser would be coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, a couple of minutes later, though, excellent one touch play in and around the box by James Brophy in the angle. Uh, sees angle shoot just wide. And we've been playing some lovely football. I've seen some of the footage here. Um, it's been all us so far this half. We've literally camped in their half. Very little, very little from them. You know, we're not being biased by just reading out our stuff. Um, it's genuinely the fact that you know we've had a lot of the ball this half and mostly camped in their in in their half. And we have played some very very nice football. Yeah, absolutely. Some good one touches, as you just said. Absolutely. So let's get forward into eighty third minute. And Joshua had a free kick. It was headed down by Marvin Ekpeteta into the path of Louis Dennis. But he shot wide, and at this point, seven minutes left, you're thinking... You've got to do better. Is it, well, that, but is it going to be our day, or are we right. going to be sitting here reflecting on missed chances? Poor defending for yeah. that goal, and missed chances, which will culminate in us not taking us. anything. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, is that Dennis has had a few good clear-cut chances. That one, the one we just spoke about a minute ago, and there was one that we haven't included, that he could have, that he had a shot on goal. Um... And and you know it hasn't come off. Maybe on another day when he's on fire, you know three of those go in and we win four yeah. nil, five nil or something. But yeah, just maybe look, he's a human being, like he's not a machine. So you know credit where credit's due. He's he's done well to get into those positions. 
just need that little bit extra quality just to, to finish off and, and, and get a reward for it. You know, you've done the hard work just getting it across the line, you know, get your goal tally up. I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure, yeah, he, I'm absolutely. sure he's Once he back. gets a couple, I think it'll be a, it'll be open season yeah, yeah. for him. And so. he will just put 10 or 12 in this season, maybe. Hope so. We hope so. So yeah. Dennis came off pretty much straight after that for Matt Harold, And Matt Harold was involved straight away as he headed mm. down to the angle, who took the shot. And the shot hit Maynard, Maynard's hand. Appeals for a penalty. The ref all waved him away. So I'm not seeing this one, but you long. are saying that's a penalty, that's all, a penalty day all day long. With this new law... That accidental is still a penalty. Make your hands in a natural position. So again, at this point, was it down by his side on his thigh or behind his back, and it's just caught his arm that's sticking out? His hand was out. His arm was out. It's hit it. It's a penalty. So not given. Not given. Outrageous. I'd like to see that one back. But if I remember it rightly, I'm pretty sure I have. That's a penalty. Fine. Okay. 86 minutes on the clock then. And it was coming as the O's equalised to make it one all. Sam Ling picked up the ball in our half. Um, he actually did, intercepted a pass um, that was going forward. So he's broken up play pretty well there. With the outside of his boot, of his right boot, yeah. he curves the ball through the centre of midfield yeah. all the way over to Brophy. And Brophy did what he did best. He picked the ball up uh, from that pass, drove at the defender, um, feigned this way and that way, um, got the ball into the box. Um, he shot at the Salford keeper, Neil, who saved the shot, but managed to somehow nutmeg himself and, and sort he of flipped around. Not um, and, and it's sort of gone under his undercarriage and sort of out through the back of his legs. And as he's turned round to, I don't know, clear it or I don't know what he was thinking of doing, stopping Matt Harold from kicking it in and kicking it, trying to kick it away from him, he's done the opposite and. And scored, which is why I think the club tweeted about Brophy scoring it. And I think someone else tweeted that Harold had scored it, but actually it was the keeper who had spun round and scored nine goal. Listen, messy goal, don't care, because now we're even. Absolutely, for me, yeah, fortunate, but I'll take it all day long. The least we've deserved based on that exactly. second half performance. And sometimes you need luck. It happened at Salford, ironically, the season before, another own goal. But look, we deserved it. Not a problem with that. Well done to Brophy. You know, good run. Running at his man. Good shot. Keeper couldn't handle it. Goal's a goal. Yep. Fantastic. And absolutely. You can see, the, not the relief, but how much it meant to those fans behind the goal who went absolutely mental. Well, fair play to them. So they should. All that way. Absolutely. Yep. So, great equaliser there. And in five minutes of additional time played, as he always made their last sub of the game, as James Brophy came off for Miles Judd. So, Brophy took a knock. He did. And got injured. Actually, um, he played over six minutes of additional time in the end. I did it. Yeah. Okay. So nothing happened really in that six minutes. The full time whistle went shortly after, as the O's claimed a deserved and valuable point after a late equaliser at Salford. There was some argy bargy after the match. Yeah, I don't know much about that. Though. Which we've seen a few things here and there on Twitter. It doesn't seem like anyone was too badly hurt, which is a obviously a good thing. I mean, and that's a shame because Salford have been great to us um, in our. Um, dark hour. I mean, don't don't know what all the argy bargy was about. Yeah, so a bit of argy bargy, nothing too untowards by the sounds of it. So when we won in, so obviously we weren't there. David there was. He spoke to us, Embleton, after the match, and here's what Mr. Embleton had to say. Well, thanks for joining us. As you say, it feels like deja vu. Yeah, certainly. Um, I think it was what we deserved, Dave, in terms of um, in getting the point out of the, out the game. Um, 
on the you know disappointed in the, in the manner in which we conceded the first goal, and that's something that we've just discussed in there as a group. Is that um, we feel we've lost out on a number of points this season because of uh, organisation moments or switches off and lapses in, in concentration that's let us down. So a bit disappointed on that front and sort of coming at half time with that sort of feel of I don't want to go too mad because we, we felt we were in the game but we need to sort of, sort of stop giving ourselves a mountain to climb. But I thought the character that we showed in the second half was uh, very reflective of a number of the times last season and certainly the one when we came here at the start of last year. James Bofi did well for the equaliser but it's an own goal we understand from the goalkeeper. Yeah it was one of those bit of a uh, Sutton away moment I think in terms of the way that it's squirmed into the net. We had a very similar moment in the first half. I think it was Connor Wilkinson got down the, down the side of their fullback and, and drove it across the goal and the goalie almost sat on it. So um, it was a you know, similar similar moment in a way that it scrambled around the box and again it's a little bit similar to last year. It found its way in the net. So like I said I, I think it was something that we deserved and, and in terms of the performance that we put in certainly second half that, that bit of luck I think I think we were due. And it was in front of over 600 travelling fans. Yeah it's fantastic day. I, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to look because I know it was pay on the day when it was come so I wasn't normally you have a rough idea of how many tickets we sold so um, it had that real good feel about it you know I knew, I knew the, some of the songs of you know, National League champions and that sort of thing was going to was going to ring out on regular times like today and, and the backing that we got really lifts the boys and it, so many managers will come out tonight and talk about their crowd giving people a lift but it's, it's so important that I think you know when we're having those positive performances they almost sort of really drive everybody on and keep that energy and, and tempo in the team and, and, and so I think the boys responded to, to what was a fantastic support today. But as you say, the disappointment was the goal because it was their first chance of the game, and it, it seemed he seemed to have an awful lot of time and space. Yeah, I mean, looking look at it, back at it briefly, there it, it was a bit of a sort of, I suppose, a miscommunication in terms of sort of someone was with him, he ran off, and then someone else was due to take him, and and that pass over process didn't happen well enough, and that's something that, again, we've just discussed in there is that. I feel we're really small, small margins away from, from, from winning more games than, than we are at the moment. Um, you know, I'm delighted with a point here, and I think if people had said we would come to Salford away and get a point today, I think you'd have been content with that. Um, but at the same time, you do feel you do have that disappointment. Whenever you concede, it's always someone's fault. There's always something behind it. But that that, that one today, like we have on a, have had, an, had on a number of occasions this year, is just very disappointing. You reorganised the defence for the starting eleven. You had to reorganise it again. What's the news regarding the skipper, Josh Coulson? Josh. Um uh, he said he got a sort of a knock to his shin, if you like, um, and he said it sort of, he just went numb, um, and sort of thought if he got up and tried to carry on, he would run through it. But it, you could, we could see by that, you know, by the way he sort of got up back on his feet again, that he wasn't moving great. We give him his minute or two, but um, I thought it was important that we got Dan back inside then, and it gave us the opportunity to put James Brophy um, sort of you know, fallback, but obviously be us another attacking threat with him and Jordan down that side of the pitch. Dan had an excellent game, but again he seemed to pick up a knock later on. Uh, yeah, he's limping around you know I haven't actually seen or, or been told a great deal about it to be honest so I'm hoping that it's not anything particularly um, particularly serious I was really pleased with Dan today we took him out the, out the team a couple of weeks ago because of the change of shape and what we've done at Mansfield nothing really to do with Dan's performance um, and to put him back in today at left back um, didn't want to particularly go back to the back three. I wanted to try to keep that that shape that we've you know that we've had, and, and I've been relatively pleased with the performances. So I was really really pleased with Dan to go in and slot in in that you know uncertain position for him. But I thought he did a very good job. Are you looking forward to the opportunity now of uh, Tuesday night? It's a different competition. Uh, people of my age, you know, it's the associate members. I think <laughs> yeah. uh, you know the one that we yeah, mean. It's yeah, Southend yeah, United, yeah. but it's an opportunity to give some of the squad players a chance. Yeah, certainly. Um, definitely make changes, Dave. There's a number of players that have been 
been very patient. There's a number of players that have you know, had minimal amounts of minutes, some not at all, that will certainly get their opportunity on Tuesday night. Um, it, it, as every game and as every competition, you, you sit out and think you can do well in it, and we will aspire to do so. Uh, I think we've got the players that will come into the team on uh, on Tuesday night that will give us the opportunity to win the game, but at the same time, it gives everybody an opportunity to show what they're about and impress for for the season ongoing. And it's an opportunity, I suppose, without regular competitive reserve football, you need that chance, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And we had a very, very good reserve program last year in terms of the amount of games that we got, you know, against pro clubs, against uh, you know, non league clubs we played the likes of Cheson and Haringey Borough and it gave us a different edge to you know the, the different sides of the game but it made it quite competitive but we haven't had many of those because of the games program and the travelling that we've had so far so I think it gives us a really good opportunity to get some good minutes into people's legs and like I say for me give people an opportunity to go out and press show what they're about and play their way into the team Is it too early for Jamie Turley? I think so. I'm hoping Jamie will train fully with the team Monday or Monday or, or you know later in the week. But the, the target is for him to train on Monday. Um, he's looking stronger. Uh, I think the next test for Jamie is to step into the group and see, you know, the, the knocks and bumps and twists and turns if if, if his groin holds up to that. So, with fingers crossed, it will train on Monday and we'll see where where he is on that. But it's far too early in terms of him being involved. And I expect it's too early for the likes of uh, James Dayton as well. Yeah, Dates is looking good though. He, he ran. He's, he, he, I think the conversation we had before we left that he'd run his most amount of distance in training the other day um, which was with some twists and turns all unopposed but it looked it's nice to see him moving you know so um, I think it's going to be a, a process of firstly getting James strong enough to run comfortably and then to drip him into training so it's going to be it's going to be a, a little bit a little bit longer than obviously we would have liked but he suffered a horrendous injury What about Joby McEnough? Joby's good um, he's not quite training with a group yet but we knew that although he went under the knife we knew it was a quite a quick process and quite a quick turnaround once he had the operation done so he's covering some real good distances it's real good intensity albeit on his own in terms of the running at the moment so we're hopeful that it's going to be within the next couple of weeks that we see him closer to the group how close or how soon that is again it's a bit like Jamie and time will tell look forward to it thanks very much thanks, for so that was Ross Embleton there talking to Dave Victor and again a massive thank you to Dave for sending over that interview and Ross Good news there on the injuries. Totally yeah, slowly getting towards the end of this. Dayton, McEnough, all hopefully on the way back. So thank you again to Dave Victor. So the league table, it's still early days, but after six games, the O's find themselves in 15th place. So around the table, where we thought we'd be at this point, eight points taken, and we've won two, drawn two, and lost two. So even Stevens across mm. the board. As it stands. So, your views on yesterday, Mr. Levy? I thought it was a very strong second half performance that yielded a goal and earned us a well deserved point. Um, I think, with all the possession and the chances we had, if we'd not got something from this game, it would have been an absolute travesty. I thought Angle was outstanding. His touch, his hold up play, his movement was absolutely fantastic. I thought Sam Ling was excellent too, uh, bombing up and down the wing and providing support for Dennis, as well as the superb and decisive pass that led to the goal. Um, all started deep from him, deep in our own half. So uh, I think we're going to see the best of Sam Ling this season. I, you know, was quite critical of him last season, constructively critical of him last season. Um, but I hadn't realised that he was playing with injury. Uh, Ross had said in an post-match interview about uh, I think someone had criticised him quite publicly about uh, him basically, um, and um, you know Ross had come out and said you know he put his body on the line to help the team. Um, so absolute credit 
uh, to Sam for for that and, and for coming through it. So, um, no, well done. Uh, Exeter and Newport are the only unbeaten teams in our league so far. And the top of the table is very, very crowded with teams on 10, 11 and 12 points. Yeah, good call. Likewise, it's a bit crowded below us as well with yeah. teams on 7, 6 and and, uh, and whatnot. But um, nonetheless, well done to Ross, Danny and Joby and we move on to Tuesday. But finally, I'd just like to say well played Salford for the flag they presented to us. Uh, and as you said earlier, pretty sure that uh, their manager... Uh, Graham Alexander would have played a huge part in getting that sorted um, um, as he obviously had a connection with Justin uh, somehow as he was at the memorial service. Yeah. Your so, views? Yeah, I so said beforehand I'll take a point at Salford, mm. so yeah. happy to take the point. League equaliser does make the result feel more like positive, so not doesn't feel like a defeat. Yeah. It's like, not a we've three had, points lost, it's a point game. Absolutely, obviously. yeah. yeah. Full starting lineup looked good, like I said. Good options on the bench. I think we found it tough in the first half. Didn't really play to our strengths. Conceded a poor goal, but more focused, more attack-minded in the second half, like we've seen a few times this season. And like you said, I think had we not taken anything from the game, we would have come out of there thinking we deserved yeah. something. So, really happy with that. My only complaint is that I'd quite like to see what Marsh can bring to the team. Yeah. Very highly rated by Tottenham. Surprised we got him. Like you know, George Sessions was here. He didn't think we were going to get him. Thought we'd go into a higher level of football. So I'm sure we'll see Marsh in some capacity sooner rather than later. But look, after six games mid-table, when our next league game on Saturday, we'll be at least top ten. Yeah, bring it on. That's it. Yeah, like you said, absolutely. So those were our views. Lots of your views, as there always is. Thanks for all the tweets that came into our social media accounts. Again. We try and read out as many as possible and just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them. So first up is Luke Tay, 13499526. Lots of numbers there. Who says, a fair result. I was concerned it wasn't going to be our day, but the boys dug deep and got the goal we deserved. I'll just jump in there. Luke Tay is a new listener. He DM'd us early on in the season. He only just found the pod. So if you've got Orient friends who don't yet listen to us, don't be afraid. Especially as they're on Twitter. To pass the pod. Yeah, if you're looking under the Leighton Orient or LOFC hashtag, um, how have you not found us? At El Coado said a good point away against the side who invested heavily in the summer. Glad Harold got himself on and from the sounds of it made his presence felt. On to the next yeah. game. At chat Leighton said a point away from home after last week is decent. So I'm well happy with that and the boys deserved it. Yeah, we did absolutely deserve that point. Aldershot1974 says still can't understand why when you have a shaky midfield and defence you have a Premier League player just sitting on the bench. If nothing else, bring him on as a wake-up call to let players know they're not guaranteed a starting place. Ooh, Orient Meat Pies <laughs> deserved the draw. Good second half is much better when JMD came on. A bit short of quality in the first half. Can't fault Angle's work rates. Kind of 100%. He was fantastic, Angle. Did say, Andy went on to finish the tweet by saying he was a bit concerned about Coulson and Brophy. Obviously, yeah, picking up injuries. I wouldn't expect them to play any part in Tuesday's game. I would but imagine they'll be rested. Yeah. What happens on Saturday? Vince Howard, 73, said, There's a good point, that Whilst maybe not directly involved in the goal, Harold gives a different dimension when he comes on, which I think scares teams. Well, actually, he's probably forced the goalkeeper to kick that in the goal. Yeah. Because he was there, and if the keeper didn't do it, then Matt was going to tap it in. Big ginger pele bearing down there. <laughs> imagine. Uh, maybe Ross needs to think about getting him on earlier, as well, maybe gone on to win today if he had yeah, yeah. good point there another long numbered Twitter handle coming up from Tony Wu 6809 6058 he said we are three points from promotion two points from the playoffs seven points could get relegation with 13% of the season good played stats. nice little stat all 
Dan Alton, 2590, said, we'd have taken a point before the game and got it after the second half pressure finally paid off. Fair play, but there's concerns there. Still a couple of days left to do something player-wise. Embleton seemingly didn't trust his bench options that much today. Ooh, very interesting there from Dan at George Nicholas underscore one. So apart from the Salford goal, which was preventable, I thought given the opposition and recent defensive issues, we done very, very well. We created more than enough chances to have won the game and the lads were 110% committed to the course. We will click into gear soon enough. So George is very positive on that one. Yeah, Orient Fan TV said deserved the point today, especially after that second half performance. The defence still looks a bit shaky and hope the injuries to Coulson and Brophy are not too serious. Otherwise, I could see us getting someone in on loan. Still mid-table though, only losing two out of six, which is a great point. Yeah. So not a bad start. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that. Graham, 197475. This is a message to a handful of whinging fans. We've won two, drawn two and lost two. In the National League so far, Notts County and Chesterfield, between them, have played 16 games in August and won just two between them. So it's Picking up on what Dave said last week about how others are in Hartlepool and Absolutely. how the others are struggling in, in the National League. So Tom Davies, E17, uh, E17 sorry, said, quite like last year's game at Salford, but a bit more bloodless. Uh, they were a hard team to break down, though, until the comedy goal. Yeah, Steve Forecast did a far better performance in the second half. More than enough chances to score, but we need to take those soon. I feel that Wilkinson is reaching the end of his trial. Good touches, but never looked like scoring. The goal showed up failings in our defence, and I presume the idiots who were fighting will be banned. Now, Phil Wilkinson coming to the reaching the end of his trial, like we're six games in. Let's have a bit of perspective, yeah, just like Dave said last week. Let's have a bit of perspective. Um, but you, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and that's fine and fair. Final word this week is Matty Lofc Evans, who said a point I would have taken before the game. Pleasing to see we can come back and get a late winner again. As long as we keep picking up points, I'm happy we are going in the right direction. And Ross is the man to take us forward. Yeah, so let us know if you agree or disagree with any of those tweets we've read out. So they were all tweets. It came into us at Orient Outlook, so you can tweet us, like we said, at Orient Outlook. We're on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast, and we're on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast. Or if you don't do social media, you can uh, email us at Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. Yeah, absolutely. So, Prediction League update there are a lot of winners here <laughs> um, who all get three points for our Prediction League. Um, don't think we need to read every single no, one fine. out. So, uh, you know who you are. You've done well. Well done. It's a difficult thing to do. So, kudos to you all who predicted one all. You will get three points. Yeah, and I think you said a few fans predicted Gaffney, Gaffney. to score. Yeah, but it turns out that he was signing a loan deal at Walsall as they announced his signing after their match so as well. Prediction league table. Lots of you now are getting on the leaderboard. So, we won't go through the table. There's a lot of people joined up on six points at this early stage in the season. Lots of people on three points as well. A few stragglers on five points and four points. As the table gets more defined, we'll start giving more Fine. clearer um, table definitions on the podcast. Let's move on then. We're in September now. Sunday, we are. The 1st of September. Summer is over. Ladies match. The ladies were in league action away to Enfield Town, having uh, won in the cup last week. Uh, they drew one all today with Hayley Barton scoring for the O, so well done to the ladies. Yeah, well done ladies. And before recording, we received the following tweet from at ChrisW underscore one, who tweeted us and said, the transfer window shuts tomorrow for us with the squad we got and the injured players slowly coming back. I don't think we need any new players in my opinion. I'd give my two pennies worth on that. 
probably agree on that. I think I, a few I people would want maybe want another striker. I don't think we'll get another striker. Although I could be wrong, I think we've now got that group. I think the group is set. I'd be surprised if anyone came in tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we need to either with with who we've got coming back. I think we've still got a very strong side, be it on paper or on on the pitch. So yeah, I agree with Chris there. Okay, absolutely. Okay, so at forty eight minutes, basically, let's wrap up this bad boy. So as I was on holiday and as Paul's quit. All aspects of Fantasy Football League and Dream Team. There was no update, so I'll do it this week. So, Fantasy Football update then. Jack Harrison leads the Orient out of the podcast Fantasy Football League on 272 points. He's three points ahead of Andy Chalk. I'm in 137th place out of 286 players. If I got my captains right, I'd be like top 20, but my captains have been terrible right. choices. That's what frustrates me. See, that, that annoys me, that. So, that's why I've not doing it this year well that's why I prefer Dream Team I actually prefer Dream Team uh, which we'll come on to now so Dream Team is literally three out of three in, in a month that's all yeah. you can do so yeah. A Brown leads the Orient Outlook Dream Team League on 256 points he's five points clear second place G Woods I'm doing slightly better in this one I'm on 11th place out of 82 players so Good. I want to get at least Europa, at least Europa League places right. in this one so, positives and negatives this week. We'll kick off, as always, with the positives. The point at Salford. Definitely would have taken that before the game. I think we all would. Battled from a goal down, again. So, no um, one can argue. The com- I think it's un- a tweet mentioned commitment. So, we've seen, you know, yeah. battling from a goal down. Desire. Two down at Mansfield to get back into it. Determination yeah. and, and, and that mental strength to see the game through to 90-plus minutes is important. Yeah. Um, and obviously the away attendance I mean a tremendous turnout there of 650 fans I wonder where that ranks in yesterday's away attendances have you fifth. seen it is it fifth most fifth and but, I bet I but, bet one weren't much more I bet no, there's only a couple of hundred in it no, uh, the big the big clubs in the league were all away so Plymouth were uh, right. away yeah. Bradford right, were away okay. so had those two not been away you're looking at third right which is a okay. decent amount to take to Manchester for me, uh, oh, I'll do negatives for me. Um, so first negative, Widowson missing out on the Salford game. He's missed a few games a couple of this games season. Now, yeah. So maybe he's not still not 100%. Well, obviously he's not 100%, otherwise he would have played yesterday. Mm-hmm. So Joe, we wish you better. Second negative injuries again during the game. So obviously Coulson, <coughs> as Ross said, hurt his shin. Brophy, who <coughs> Ross didn't mention on his post-match interview, so we hope they're both all right. Obviously they both were injured in the Salford game. And our last negative, poor defending, or maybe switching off is leading to conceding goals so we have to keep like we've said that 100% focus during every minute of the match otherwise it will cost us dearly so those were the positives and negatives of the week so the hero of the week we decided to put this out to to you guys on Twitter so this week our nominations for hero of the week from their performance against Salford were Lee Angle Dean Brill James Brophy and Sam Ling, and we got 222 votes in 24 hours, and here's how you voted. 14% were Liangle, 25% went for Sam Ling, 26% went for Dean Brill, which means that your winner this week with 35% of the vote is James Brophy. So well done to James Brophy, and thank you to everybody who took a moment to vote there. Had we been really harsh... I was very tempted I would put up the Salford keeper for Hero of the Week. Yeah. We did get a few tweets saying Neil right. in gold. I think three tweets that came in saying we should have nominated him. 
we're not that type of Funny. pod, but yeah. it, we could have done it. He would have won hands down had we done it. So let's go on in next week's fixtures. In so it's two home fixtures this week coming up for the O's. So first up in the Leasing.com Trophy, it returns to the O's after a two-year absence. We welcome Southend United to Brisbane Road on Tuesday, the third of September. Southend currently having a stinking season now. Twenty fourth, good rock bottom, numero bottomo in League <laughs> One. They lost three and at home on Saturday against Rochdale who had lost all of their five games as well um, they've played six this season they've lost them all I don't know if he'll, their manager will play their squad players or will try and get their first team players as a come on you need to I think get winning be, the be interesting to see how many they bring as a starting point because it's a fairly local-ish game yeah. and a rivalry and that how badly their manager needs to win I mean if we beat them you've got to think he must be very close to getting the boot yeah but that would only be seven games in. We've seen, Harsh, we've, but that's we've seen them is, go yeah. already, yeah. If you've not won a single game... Absolutely. You've lo- not even drawn, they've lost all six games. They don't have a single point. To be fair, Cashkit ruined them the week before last. Yeah, they did. were 3-1 up with like two minutes left and they lost like 4-3. Yeah. Scotty Cashkit it did well. Still loves the O's. Well done. Uh, then next up is back to League 2 action as we entertain Swindon Town and welcome back Matthew Baldry on the 7th of September. And it's kids for a quid that day. Swindon Town are fifth in the league. They're doing pretty good. Um, and they beat Morecambe yesterday uh, 3-1 at home. They're a good team. they got Ewan Doyle, fantastic player at this level. He scored two at the weekend. He's got five in the four. We need to really be switched on because otherwise he'll score, Yeah, basically. Big game, big and, game. And I think Ross will be up for it as well against his whole club. So yeah. he'll certainly be looking to get one over them uh, as well. So if you see us in or around the ground, come up to us, do say hello and why not even give us an oi oi? Yeah, it'd be a special game for me. My youngest daughter, Emily Nussbaum, makes her debut appearance. I just can't turned wait for four her years old. Brilliant. She's coming into the South Sand and hopefully never looks back. So, quick one don't forget for the best plastering and rendering prices around, visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or Big Ads LOFC, B I G A D Z LOFC on Twitter for all of your plastering and rendering needs. 15% off for O's fans. And O staff, what are you waiting for? Get booking. And if you do want a shout out for sponsorship on here, please contact us. We have two more opportunities for sponsorship. So if you want them, give us an email and we will kindly get in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So that is it. Thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode number 191. It's been another quiet week at the Orient as all the focus uh, was on the league trip to Salford after last week's disappointing result against Crawley. And when it came to it, on the pitch, the boys battled well to gain a point at Salford after a much-improved second-half performance. Yeah, so this week, as we've said, two matches at the Bray Group Stadium as we enter September. And although the Leasing.com trophy may mean nothing to some fans, it would be lovely to put one over on South. 100%. We all want to do it. It would be great for us as fans. It would be great for us as a club. And like we've said, if we also get a win against Swindon on Saturday, it would be a real sign of intent against one of the early high flyers in League 2 to show them that Leighton Orient mean business this season so like we've said 200 is ever approaching next week will be 192 so only 8 episodes November away it's 8 weeks isn't it it's about November it probably November near to your 40th that'll be a huge podcast celebration leave his 40th and 200 so we'll be back next week with 192 with all the information and views that you could ever 
ever need. And if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give the podcast a review. If you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, or any of your Android apps, add us to your favourites or give us a follow, and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. And if you've got an older relative or a loved one, Uh, or a friend who isn't aware of us and you think that they uh, would like to be uh, kept up to date with all things that are going on at Orient, by all means, please pass the pod on to them, introduce them to us, let us know that they've started listening and we'll give them a shout out on the podcast. So thank you very much indeed. Yeah, like Paul said, iTunes reviews, don't be shy. We did have one come in last week, but we only have 60 reviews on iTunes. We get get a lot more listeners than that on iTunes on a weekly basis. It's good. That's brilliant. It could be better. It could be better. So come on. We want to get to 100. Listen on iTunes. Stop now. Pause it now. Yeah, we're done now. We're done. You've heard it. We're going now. Go and give five stars. Go and make a nice comment for us. And if you do that, and also you want to plug the pod, you're more than welcome to get in contact and order yourself one of our finest limited edition, almost end of line, five pound mugs. So if you want one, please get in contact. So that's it. We're going to play you out this week with a song that was chanted around the away end, I believe, for the first time by the Orient fans. To this tune. To this tune. We love it. It's perfect. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Jesus loves you more than you will know. Heaven holds a place for those who pray Hey, hey, hey Hey, hey, hey We'd like to know a little bit about you for our files We'd like to help you learn to help yourself Look around you all, you see our sympathetic eyes